Today on the Little Dum Dum Club, a brand new episode with guests Cameron James and Tony Martin. The Little Dum Dum Club is coming to Perth, Western Australia, Saturday, November the 4th. Oh my. Carly, you looking forward to it? Sure am. I've booked my flights, have you? I have. Good boy, because the Melbourne Cup is on that week. Um, I've got a question for you. Yes. How do you pronounce the name of the venue that we're in? Oh, I don't know. Linots, Linots Lounge. L- Linots. Linots Lounge. Linots Lounge? I don't know. Anyway, that's the venue. Yeah. <laughs> L-Y-N-O-T-T-S. Yes. Thanks, Linots. If you go to our website, you will read it and not have to say it out loud. Exactly. That's yep. the dream. You can turn up, see the sign, and once again, not have to read it as you walk through the there's, front door. There's not many venues you have to say the name of the venue to enter or to yeah, buy a ticket. Yeah, back in the day, you would have had to get in a taxi and say mm. that, but oh, these yeah. days... Type it into Uber and you're yep. good to go. We will see you there, littledumdumclub.com, for tickets to that. We'll talk to you more at the end of the episode in Talking Dum Dum. But until then, enjoy this great new episode with Cameron James and Tony Martin. Hey, mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Daslow, and with me, as always, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. And joining us today, two very special guests. Please welcome back onto the show, Cameron James and Tony oh, Martin. Oh, yes. yes. We've just done it. We should have had the had it recording. We've just done a very funny hour before oh. we've hit record. Literally has been an hour. Yeah. Every time Tony comes in, it's a, it's a a lot of pre-game chat. Let, let's say it's sh- showbiz talk, but it's yeah. pretty much about one person. Yeah. <laughs> Who's barely in showbiz at this point. No business talk. <laughs> oh, it's great to... Uh Oh, two of the great cinephiles here as well. Yeah, too. well, I have to say we are doing this from Carl's place, and every time we're here, oh. I do check out the DVD shelf. It's very oh, yeah. sad, isn't it? What it's, have a, we got? It's, a, it's a real indictment of the the, the DVD industry that. Um, I think a lot of the DVDs have now ended up in the op shop. It's well, a pretty, yeah, I've it's found a pretty one barren classic. one. I've found at least one classic. Happy oh, Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, I think nice. I may have insisted on that one. That one so, that's one of mine. So what you're saying is this is the top shelf. These are the ones that aren't going These to are the ones the... that my wife can't do without. Okay. She can't bear to part with the Simpsons season 11. Oh, well, <laughs> that's sticking around. Well, you've got uh, <laughs> It's Complicated. Yeah, yeah one yep. of hers. The Devil yeah. Wears Prada. Oh, that's mm-hmm. mine. Mrs. Wish. <laughs> Which one is that? I've seen Wimbledon. Oh, Wimbledon. Oh, yeah, I watched yeah, Wimbledon. Yeah. Oh, the lockdown. movie yeah. of Wimbledon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wimbledon on DVD. <laughs> Jeez. The box and this set. one looks good. Two Greedy Italians. Oh, <laughs> nice. Is nice. that some of that wog comedy that <laughs> is so popular? <laughs> is that a sushi mango or is that no. something else? That's 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 one of those moments where my, my wife insists that she's Italian despite the fact she was born in Malvern. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Copy of Mrs. Doubtfire there. That one's uh, yeah. kind of yeah. stuck together on that one for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the I, case. Hey, it's, that's very so progressive, hot. to be honest. That's uh, <laughs> whoever played Mrs. Doubtfire is so hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's my hall pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what ever happened to her? Yeah. I could see Molly's game, but Cameron, if you could, yeah. there's one that's spine inwards, so we can't oh, see yeah, what it is. Oh, Let's nice. find out what the uh, mystery title is. <laughs> oh no, that's I'm one. Know what it is. What is it? Oh, it's one or either. It's actually a real cinephile pick. Actually, sideways. That's a great one. Why? Would you be ashamed of sideways? That's look, the best title. He doesn't there. want to show off. You know? He doesn't want. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to be. Uh, I, look, no one. I don't think film. anyone has touched that 
uh, DVD shelf, except for my four-year-old daughter, in about two years. So uh, she's just been playing with them, opening them up, putting different DVDs and different covers, throwing <laughs> oh, this. That's yeah, expensive. that's about Little frisbees. It. it is great that we play this game with Tony every time he's on the show because oh. we always record at Carl's house, and it's like. There's no new DVDs being no, bought for at least no. 10 years. What I could have done is what, what I did think of you when we talked about this on a bonus episode. So I was, I was in Bangkok about a month ago or so and I saw the last ever, I think, fake DVD, pirate DVD oh, store. Really? Oh, really? The end was, of an era? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that like there's still like one blockbuster video in Idaho or something yeah, like that? Yeah, there's yeah. Still one hanging on? That, that used to be the thing about Bali or Thailand. You'd know yeah. that you go over there and you'd plastic come... Plastic sleeves Yeah, you'd DVDs. come back with a with a completely redesigned cover. <laughs> well. They would do their own covers. And the names sometimes. often ch- yeah, slightly yeah, yeah. changed. Blurb so, from just like a video game, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, Austin Powers and it's like, why is there Han Solo on the cover? Like, yeah. Someone's got a slightly incorrect brief. <laughs> why is the blurb talking about Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what am I going to get? Yeah, yeah. They'd have they'd have like the actor on there, but like it'd be like yeah, the fugitive. But they'd have Han Solo, Harrison Ford <laughs> yeah, on the like cover. Yeah, it's like a red carpet photo of them from yeah. three years ago. Or yeah, something. like a paparazzi picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's great. a good art piece. You set up like the last blockbuster, and you've got like yes. a bricks and mortar video shop. But it's all of like the best knockoff DVDs yeah. covers that people have ever found. <laughs> yeah, but you just don't know what is still huge in what culture. Like I remember mm. I flew to England in 2013 and there was a stopover at Dubai Airport and I went into some shop and they had a tower, like a triangular, conical, enormous tower of DVDs of Martin Lawrence, You So Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And and I've looked that up. I've gone, when did that come out? And it's from 1994. (laughs) This was in 2013. That's their their You're the Voice or something. Like that's... Built on their culture. Well, that's what it's like when American comedians come here and find out that Arj Barker is famous. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, what? Yes. <laughs> yes. That guy from the open mics? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Americans going to Bali and being like, Rush Hour 3 is huge. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. And Harrison Ford's in it? <laughs> he is now. So I saw the... I think, I it, honestly, obviously I've been going to Thailand for years since I think DVDs have been phased out and whatever. But there was one guy on the street just selling pirated Netflix shows oh, on the what? street. Dude, great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And he made his own cover. Yeah, it was, there was a significant amount of different ones where I'd say, I've never seen the graphics to these. But then again, <laughs> I've never seen a graphic for Netflix shows, I guess, apart from the... The, the, tile. the title, yeah. the title. I think on the early days they were putting them out on DVD. I think mm. Orange is the New Black. They were Netflix oh, were yeah. like, oh, we yes. should, you know, let's yep. play ball with old media. And yeah. then at a Bloodline because because yeah. it had Mendo in it. You'd right. see that, and there'd be a pile of those at JB Hi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say I wasn't I wasn't there at the rush hour of uh, of uh, business. Though. There was absolutely no one buying any well, DVDs. Did you, get, did you pick anything up? No, I didn't. Damn. Because I was talking to you at the yeah. time, but no, I didn't buy well, anything. Well, like if you want them, they're out there. They're, a lot of them are in Newcastle, where I'm from. So if you just want to go to my parents' house in right. Newcastle, yep. literally every DVD we own, I think, is just one of those plastic sleeve uh, yes. bars. Really? <laughs> yes, I love that, yeah. the cover. Yeah. Like they've printed out the cover, but it's not in a case. No, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. just folded over in a little <laughs> thin plastic sleeve. Yep. I yep. love that, the thing of like, you go home, you buy a plastic case, <laughs> and you assemble it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that nice thing, like people would get that, like 30 of them from Bali and Thailand and go, So many. I wonder which ones aren't going to work. Like, oh, you, yeah. You, there oh, was yeah. that thing yeah. of like, oh, I really hope it's not this one, but <laughs> I reckon you'd get four or five that are just not going to work. It's like, totally. Yeah. You just write them off. 
I just yeah. think it's such a weird business practice. I know five of these movies I will never watch, but I'm buying them. <laughs> I yeah. remember my parents going to either Thailand or Bali when I was like early 20s or something. And uh, they were like, do you want us to get you any DVDs from a market while you're there? And I don't know why I was fixated on this, but I only had one request. Mm-hmm. I said, can you get me Mike Myers, the love guru? Because right, I, right. I wanted to know if it was as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I didn't want to invest the time and money to go to the cinema. Yeah. And they brought it back and I was like, because it's sometimes a bit of a, you know, like with pirated stuff, sometimes they'll like someone will just get lucky and they do have like the digital rip yeah. of it, like straight away from the cinema. Yeah. And so getting the them getting home and getting the DVD and, Having friends around to watch it. I don't know oh why we were all God. so invested in the love guru <laughs> and being like, we put it in and it's just the it's the worst like filmed in the cinema. Camera. Screens on an it. angle, like you yeah. can't hear anything. And I was like, Oh, I loved Austin Powers so much. I think I can work through this. And three of my friends just being like, We're out. We're going we can't. <laughs> Even if this was good quality, we couldn't do it. We no. have a, a a biscuit tin that I think we saw on sale at uh, Victoria Market, and it's a Love Guru biscuit tin. <laughs> and we just went, we've got to have that. It was like right. 99 cents. And it's sort of on display in a room in our house. And then you forget it's there because <laughs> it's you see it. And then you have display. people come around, and then you see them looking at you go, oh, no, 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 I have to explain this. It's funny. It's <laughs> ironic. I'm making fun of it. But most people don't even know of the Love Guru. No, like, of you mention not. it, and then it's a hard one to explain. Yeah, like, what is he well, again? It sent Mike mad. He went crazy. He, is he, he basically stopped making films. Is he? Who is he playing? Is it Deepak Chopra or is he in he, the film? Deepak or? Chopra's in it, but he's inspired by Deepak Chopra. Yeah, or whatever this character's name. A great is. parody of a person that a lot of people do not know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's sad is his father had just died, and he made this film as a tribute to his father, who was a very oh. spiritual man, and the entire population of planet earth were like this fucking sucks you're an idiot <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't have made this. also your dad's not indian <laughs> he's from liverpool, yeah, he's from liverpool. <laughs> I, remember, I remember seeing it at the cinema and you know when a film is so bad that by tacit unspoken agreement in the cinema everyone just agrees we can talk during this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can say whatever we're thinking yeah, no, out No, no, no. I've had sets like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I saw the movie Cats, that's what our yes. entire cinema decided. It was amazing experience. I also had that with Baz Luhrmann's Australia. Like <laughs> oh, by really? the third hour, people are going, no, let's just pretend we're all at home yeah, and take the piss. Fine. But the thing I remember about The Love Guru is I can't remember anything about the storyline or what happens except that the last 20 minutes of this film is entirely about engineering a scenario where an elephant takes a shit on something. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> and there's so much there's so that. much structure and engineering in the script required. So many things have to happen in order to simply get to an elephant it's taking a, Rube a shit. Goldberg. <laughs> this is this is beautiful. The two of you Rube the two things that you <laughs> the two things that the two of you remember about the film. Cam's like, I oh, you know, it was a tribute to his father who recently passed away and Tony He's like, an elephant does oh. a big shit. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. There's so much yeah, leg Mr. Work. Myers would have loved that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch this film now. I never did make it all the way through that, oh, that bootleg man. copy. I, I owe was it to ju- myself. I was just happy he wasn't doing a Scottish accent for once. Yeah. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm booked in. I'm going to Bangkok again at the end of this year, and uh, I'm just looking. I took a photo of the DVD stall that I saw. Right. It's like on the main street. Uh, near a train station, and uh, he had it properly set up. Here's a couple. Most of them are Netflix films, but here's... here's uh, What's he got? He's also found room for the, uh, 
uh, what is it called? Oh, yeah, Dirty Grandpa. 2016's oh. Dirty Grandpa mm. with okay. Robert De Niro in case uh, no one's ca- caught that in the last seven yeah. years and yeah. watched it on I DVD. Saw it in yeah. I know, you're going, mm. can Robert De Niro go any lower than Dirty mm. Grandpa? And then he does The War Against Grandpa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you go, at least make it The War Against Dirty Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> at least, at least get them same together. character. <laughs> at least get them together. Right. <laughs> Doing all these grandpa movies and then hasn't he just recently become a father yeah, again? Yeah, a dad. So it's like, you're a dad, dude. Yeah, yeah. Dirty new <laughs> dad. Dirty dad. <laughs> I feel bad for, was it the jackass people that made bad yeah. grandpa? Yeah. yeah. How much they must be sick of being lumped in with dirty grandpa. Yeah. That's not yeah. us. We're yeah. bad. We're yeah, not yeah. dirty. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought you meant when you said dirty. That's that's the film I thought you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Although no. chances are that is actually bad grandpa <laughs> yeah. with oh, dirty yeah. grandpa artwork. Yes, yes. Yeah, you yes. think you're getting a you think you're getting a De Niro romp and you're getting Johnny Knoxville actually, on an explosion. Actually, I'm, looking, I'm, I'm looking at the Shitting cover. up the wall. Yeah, I'm looking at the cover. There's an elephant taking a big yeah. shit on it. Actually, I think it might be. A different film altogether. <laughs> you got to make room in the suitcase when you're back there. For I will. you got you got to try and keep this. We got to keep this place afloat. I will. What I about will some that. kind of Expendables movie where all of these characters come together? Yes. The Love Guru, <laughs> Dirty Grandpa. Mm. Does the exp- I've never seen it. Does the Expendables actually exist as a movie, or is that just a Thai graphic design on the cover that's just got every actor on? Yeah, yeah. I have never. Yeah. Se- the only bit I've seen of the Expendables is when Jason Statham. Stab someone with a knife in a church and is able to say, I now pronounce you man and knife. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's good. A really that's, good line. that's the yeah. only bit I've ever seen. The only seen. thing I know is that um, two of the characters are gay in it. That was a big thing in oh. the third one. That they oh. were like, we're making Jet Lee and Arnie gay together. <laughs> oh, really? And they Arnie. said it couldn't be done. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most expendable thing. I think it's three. I think it's in three. I'm Googling Expendables 3 gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Arnie and Jet Li are gay in really? Expendables wow. 3, says director Patrick Hughes. Right. Oh, is, this, is this one of those J.K. Rowling things where in hindsight they're gay, oh, yeah. but not, they're not actually... They don't to be gay in the movie. I think there's a scene where they're like at a bar together and one of them says, like, I'll meet you back home or something like that. It's just one line. <laughs> right, right, right. But it's enough to send... All yeah. of us yeah. crazy yeah, and write yeah, our own yeah. fan fiction. I do like your idea, Carl, of a movie that only exists for like the Thai or Bali market. Like yeah. the guys that make those disaster movies and stuff. Uh, yeah. It's a wonder they never made like Bali movie. And it's like yeah. even when you see it at the cinemas, it's oh, like the right. screen's all wonky and like right. people on the screen are getting up and walking in front of the yeah. vision. And, like just random people are That's in good. it. Yeah. It's like different stuff's happening for yeah. no reason. I, I've never been to the movies in Thailand, but I have been tempted because I'm like, Maybe I could walk in front of someone's camcorder I, yes. and be part of someone's. Yes, I've thought that. I love the idea that you're in there. It's just all camcorders. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. just like so eight people doing their own. And versions. the film that you're watching is one that's been filmed in oh, another yeah, yeah, cinema. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're yeah. just chucking on a DVD from the market. Yeah. I love it. Oh, well, I, hey, bit of a um, bit of an update from last week's episode. Uh, speaking of uh, foreign travel, I was just in Vietnam. And I talked about uh, going to a tailor in Hoi An and getting a suit made up for Nick Kappa's wedding that's mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. He requested that I wear a lemon-coloured suit. Oh, wow. And mm. uh, it cost more than I thought it would. So in a, in a desperate bid to sort of bring the price down a bit, I started telling the um, people who work there that I'm a famous weatherman um, <laughs> back, back in Australia. <laughs> and they put a photo of me up on the socials. Oh, and yes. um, I put the call out last episode for, uh, for people to get on the post 
and uh, and just comment. You know, this is because I also asked them to um, to, to the, reinforce the story. Yes, mm. and they when they put the photo up, it had no caption. And then I went back in there and I said, can you put a caption on this that just says like something like Sexy Lemon Man? I, I do like this that so you didn't message them. You walked back in the shop and said, <laughs> fix your Instagram. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, 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 we'll do it. What do you want us to say? Sexy Lemon Man. And then two days later, they update the post and it just says Lemon Man. <laughs> so I put the co- we put the call out on the show. Like, can we really? Because also now I'm thinking like one of the suits I got, I'm like, yeah, I actually wouldn't mind a waistcoat with this. Oh. So I want to see if I can like, oh. you know, get them to yep. get a little extra for free sent yep. in the post so um thank you to everyone who got on the post and uh commented we've got about we haven't even shared it from our account yet but we've got about 50 comments on there yeah more engagement we are we are recording this a day after yep yeah put the episode out as well more engagement than anything we've ever put on (laughs) social media um how amazing to see such a famous weatherman in such a great suit. This has made my day. Tommy the weatherman, cloudy with a chance of lemons. This clown never gets the weather right. Nice suit, though. I love that there's a bit of narrative coming yeah. in here. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. beloved, but also there's a segment of the community that are, like, you know, off me. Yeah, for getting but, 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 also, yeah. but also, let's be clear, there's some sort of Venn diagram of Australian... Viewers of a weather show that are also following a Vietnamese tailor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the idea is like you may have been there as a tourist, uh, okay. followed the account, right. and then you see me pop up and right. you're like, "Oh, that's that famous weatherman right. from back home." Okay. Um, <laughs> by the way, perfect thing to be. Yes. Like to, as a fake thing to get free shit is a famous weatherman. Like I'm thinking Sam Mack, Grant Denyer, yeah. Tim Baylor. It's the perfect level of well, there, yeah, celebrity. You, this is the most interesting. This is the most interesting in Australian weatherman in Southeast Asia since Grant Denyer went over there for a little <laughs> bit of a lie down. <laughs> I, there's been a few people have tagged have like tagged him and gone. I like this guy way better than at Sam Mack. So I'd, <laughs> I'd love to know what he thinks of what's going on here. Have you photoshopped yourself in front of a weather map to create? I, I wanted. I think that's got to be the next thing. I think I need to get in a green screen somewhere yes. in the suit and mm. do like a fake weather report just that to try. That would be and, easy to yeah. knock up. Um, I'd hand over some hard dong for a piece of that lemon pie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the forecast. Hallelujah! It's raining lemons. Uh, what else? This man is the worst weather reporter, but man, can he pull off a sexy lemon suit. I came here for two things, to find out the weather and see a sexy lemon man. Looks like I've hit the jackpot. They are both here. Uh, what a sexy weather man that has stood the test of time. Yeah. Which, that's, by the way, that's a reference to when I was in the tailor. They, as we were leaving, they kind of made us leave reviews on TripAdvisor and Google Maps. Mm. Wouldn't let us leave. Mm-hmm. And my review is like, I was just so under pressure to like keep writing. And in my review, I'm like, come here if you want a great suit that will stand the test of time. And he, hasn't, he hasn't stepped outside yet. <laughs> I've had it for three seconds. The test of time. Also, my... <laughs> My girlfriend wore out her pants that she got made at the tailor last night for the first time. Right. They split open. Right. <laughs> it didn't even right. last. Their first wearing. Right. So I'm not feel, I might have to update the review. Yeah. And what um, kind of benefit are you is there a discount uh, as a result of this publicity? No. Well, they did say they they keep your measurements on file oh, for like right. 2 or 3 years so that if you get home and you decide you want, you know, something more, they're like you can contact us yes. and we'll whip it up and post it over. So maybe, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking maybe the next step is I might DM them yeah. and be like, oh, this is really embarrassing. I, yeah. I've sort of seen that some of the some of the fans some of my of work fans. back home. Some of the been, lemon heads. Some, of, uh, 
<laughs> a few uh, followers yeah. from the Lemon Party yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my number up. one, my number one stand as I nickname him Evan Dando. He's uh, really into it. <laughs> a few people have uh, clocked on. This is really embarrassing. Uh, um, but you've maybe. got to you've got to fake up a shot of you doing the weather in the suit. In the I suit. think so. Yeah, maybe yeah, the segment is called or do it for real. See if you can go on like yes. a morning show or something. Yeah, like we that. know Sam Mac. Yes, yes that's Sam can get me Just in. explain to him. Hey, I was wanting a free waistcoat from a shop in Vietnam. <laughs> yep. Can I please be on yeah. at, at 8.05 yep. on your weather forecast? I'll stand in front of Orbost and just I'll do that bit. Yeah, next time I'll you, point at a synoptic chart. Yeah, next time you're feeling a bit crook, like you can't make it in, yep. I'm here. I'm ready to jump in. Yeah, I'm ready to fill in when you need a sick day. A um, couple more. A little less Mike Larkin, a little more Mike Lemon. Yes. Um, <laughs> yep. And... Yeah, it looks, I like, went a, to looks a wed- like a chance of rain down under when the ladies see this suit. Oh, that's good. Good stuff. Yeah, I that went is to, good stuff. I went to a wedding recently and Mike Larkin was uh, the Channel 10 weatherman, who I think is the former weatherman, maybe now, uh, doing a bit of uh, wedding celebrants. Oh. oh. And absolutely really? not shying away from the weather references. <laughs> Wedging them into so that everyone's like most special day in the in the of uh, their entire life has just got way too many references yeah. to clouds and yeah. overcast. Bit of a precipitation update. Tonight's going to be vows. horny with a chance of yeah. these two having sex, yes, yes. marital sex, might I add. All of that, all of, whatever you can make up, he did it yeah, and more. Great. But right. is it, there's quite a We've lot. We've got a father-in-law uh, front moving in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a bit of that. yeah. But aren't there a lot of salute? Like Greg Evans does that now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I went and to Sally Ann Upton. But that makes sense because Greg Evans used to be the host of Perfect Match. Of there was love involved, yeah. rather than just like Dandenong nineteen. Oh fuck! I'm, I better take this to a ceremony. I, went, I went to a wedding that he was the Greg celebrant Evans. at. Yeah, but it was like a. It was a surprise. It was the couple's uh. engagement that turned into the surprise. Wedding, oh. and so Greg Evans gets up and is like, "Now we've got a bit of a surprise for you, everyone." This like isn't- peaches and cream. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "This isn't just the engagement; it's the wedding." And we all go, "Yeah, we've all been standing here for two hours, being like, why the fuck is Greg Evans?'" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, this is obviously going to be the wedding. So they didn't even hide him. No, he was just <laughs> milling around. Mingling. Did he have the robot? He didn't have well. the robot. Uh, Dexter? I feel like he'd... Maybe the robot's extra. You'd I think, feel yeah. like you would want the well, robot. I don't think he owns the robot. I think I believe the robot, <laughs> Dexter the robot, the compatibility robot, is uh, in some sort of TV and radio museum on the Mornington Peninsula. On the Peninsula, Peninsula. yes. I'm yes. now thinking of a reboot of Perfect Match, but with Dexter the serial killer yes. being the sidekick. Yes. There's a... A That's more, in the mm. Yeah, yeah. You bring that out when the marriage goes wrong. That's the divorce. You kill one of the right. people. <laughs> yeah. What would the show be now? Dexter the AI, and right. it's just it's not mm. it's not visual. It's not like no. it's not a physical thing in any way. Also, I want to know what else is in this TV and radio museum if Dexter's the main thing. Like if it, it's always quoted as the main thing, mm. what the fuck is the other yeah. offcuts? What else is there? This? One of Agro's noses. Or yeah, something? yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this someone down the Mornington? Peninsula? I think yeah. so. I think so. The, I went there years ago, and the main thing was a. Um, a Nazi like vehicle from the Sullivans. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was the first thing they. That was the main thing they okay. were pushing. Yeah, yeah were there right. Nazis in the Sullivans. <laughs> I don't even know there were. Yeah. Well, they went. I think they. I went. think there's Nazis on the Mornington Peninsula. <laughs> 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 I think that was just a car park. I don't think that was a museum. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was nothing to do with the museum. Tony, so you would have worked on stuff that would have had stuff donated to the. TV oh, museum, surely. I think this is very the late sad. Show, did they don- donate yes. Jason Stevens to the, to the <laughs> museum down there? They donated. They seriously did donate Mick Malloy's 
Bart Simpson's underpants oh, that he wore when he ran onto the set of Ernie and Denise. Yes. Yeah, great. And jumped around on the couch. <laughs> okay. And, and they I... were put in a glass case. <laughs> yes. Thankfully, sealed. Yes. I think we've... T- did we talk about it on the show that I know the guy that then oh. you... He was wearing Bart Simpson underwear for a sketch and jumping onto different TV shows. And then someone, did because your show was us. live, did it to you. Yes, and it was it, it was right in the middle of something. Like he couldn't have timed it worse. Yes. It was like so we just stand there like idiots. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we're going. Do we refer to him or do we finish this sketch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and, and I think I remember you saying or, or someone oh. saying that like it, there was just inexplicably. I no, I think Judith Lucy was doing warm up oh. and she was looking in the crowd doing warm up and going. Why is this man in a massive trench coat <laughs> and it's 35 degrees? Oh my god. Uh, but then I, yeah, but then we brought I think we I brought up to you and Mick and you were like and like this is the best thing that ever happened to this guy and I brought up to Mick and he was like I have no memory of that happening. Like, <laughs> no, it did happen. But you know that sketch only happened because we were Meant to be filming this thing at Mize. You know how. So this was a part of the late show. This yes. Is like, the, this is when young Carl Chandler was staying home from parties, not <laughs> on purpose, right. just not being invited. But, uh, Damn, beat me to it. <laughs> but we had to record. Like it was up to me and Mick to come up with the first four minutes of the show, and so they would always have the Meyer doorbuster sale. Yeah. And oh like yeah. Ten thousand people would turn up, so we had all these jokes planned. We had like. Cattle were going to be running through. We had a ho- cop on a horse and we had a battering ram. And all of these jokes depended on there being thousands of people there. And we go there and 35 people turn up. <laughs> for the first time, no one turned up for the doorbuster sale. And we go, we've got nothing for tomorrow night's show. We're absolutely desperate. And then someone said, oh, Ernie and Denise are doing their show live on the next floor Which up. Which was like a morning show. And we yeah. just go, what can we do? And Mick Willis go, oh. I'll just take all my clothes on and just run onto their set in my underpants. And and that was the segment. And that's what we did. And that's on the taxpayer-funded ABC. Yeah, great. And then you go... That's all great. In- that was like a... It seemed like a written sketch. It was like, I oh, know Mick was actually just wearing Bart Simpson underwear. <laughs> it was like, it's such a weird choice of yeah, underpants. Yeah. And then... So that was just total desperation. And then... You know, all these fancy sketches are in that episode, and everyone's going, oh, I love the bit where Mick's in his underpants on Ernie Denise. <laughs> so then it had to become a running thing. So the next week he ran onto the set of Bert Newton's show. Right. And I think Bert was just mystified. Yeah. And then, of course, inevitably someone did it to us. Yeah. And yeah. we were. And you absolutely. had the same reaction. <laughs> yeah, we would, you'd think we would have something funny to say. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> Mick a, was like, fuck off. It was a deathly <laughs> moment of live television that somehow is not on any of the best of DVDs. <laughs> the golden age of television. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, that's. I, I, this is because. So just talking about being in Vietnam, you know, there's a thing where. People always talk about how Australians are the worst travellers, right? Mm. Like that's such a – like people love to go, yes. oh, Australians, we shouldn't go overseas. And, you know, that is true to an extent. But being on this trip, it's just kind of made me re- – I was like spent ages in Vietnam just being like, this is such an unfair like thing that we get levelled with because everyone's fucking bad. Mm. Just like – but we went on this cruise and there's like a bit of a mix. There's a, you know, there's people from all over. And just like by the end of this trip I was like – the French are fucked. The Germans are like everyone's. <laughs> Why like, don't we ev- rank all the nationalities and in order of how much French you hate are up them? There. Okay, French, French are up there one. abroad. It's just like I think literally. <clears throat> the cliche is true. That arrogance is that what's going on? <laughs> I think it's just 
You know if what they're like? Want... They're always running between rooms. They've got their wife in one room, <laughs> yeah. their mistress in the other. With an ice bucket. Yeah. <laughs> one of them's on a bicycle. Someone's working for the Allied. Someone's yeah. working for the Axis. Yeah. Onions it... around the Did neck. You have... <laughs> Was there an LOLO theatre show on the cruise ship? <laughs> oh, that would be good. Yeah. Faulty Towers dining experience yes. at sea. <laughs> yes, it's LO dining experience. Great, great. Yeah, it's, it's so like... I think it just is. It's human nature that mm. you get. You go away from your home and you act like a complete cunt. It's just yeah. there's something where it's like this place isn't real. I'm yeah. in. I'm in a TV show where there's no real consequences to me. I just by the end of it, I was like, why do Australians get the bad rap? Everyone is like, you're in line but at a we, buffet. People we only are just get a bad shoving rap. you out of the way. We get a bad rap from ourselves, right? We often shit on ourselves we go oh saw the worst australians in fucking england or whatever yeah do, do other nationalities also hate oh, us yeah. or is it I just i know oh, i was gonna say do the french go oh we are such bad travelers I th- yeah, yeah i wonder yeah. i wonder well then so i had this in my head i'm like you know what australians we're fine like mm. it's every every everyone's bad every every other nationality that i've seen on this trip has given me the absolute shits mm. and then we did this tour of these caves that are in halong bay and they're like really beautiful, like awesome being inside them. And we get to this big open bit and there's like an Australian family walking behind me. And we get into this big bit and it's super cavernous, like really echoey. And everyone's just kind of like marveling for a minute. And you can sort of like hear just like you whisper and it's echoing. And the family behind me to test the echo, the guy goes... Down, down, prices are down. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, all right. The French are forgiven. The Germans are forgiven. We are the worst. (laughs) We're back on the throne. I can't even imagine how you would get to that as a test. Yeah. He's like, what's my favourite song? Yeah. The ultimate. Yeah, I'll sing my favourite song in this cave. Has that, been yelled, like... in, has that been yelled into the Grand Canyon yet? <laughs> I guess it's like because you're saying down a couple of times already, then that echoing uh, back, yeah. it'll just sound like there's eight million downs being <laughs> Eight Broden uh, Kellys dancing uh, in front of you. He <laughs> uh, would have uh, you know, discarded five swearier ones. Yeah, that yeah, been, yeah. That's. Oh, I mean, yeah. he does deserve points for that. He yeah. does deserve points for. Yeah. Am I ever going to see your face again? I was like, Nah, straight. Okay, I, I look. You know, yeah. The Germans are pushing in line in front of you in a buffet. Not happy, not- Jan. G O G G O. Installer Ream. Keep your eyes open for a bargain. <laughs> Fuck, I got to go back. Just doing this cave tour every day. <laughs> I'm just camping next to the caves. Yeah. Oh, I had the best time. Just waiting for Aussies to be in the tour, guys. Yeah. I'm going to kill in front of these guys. I'm going to love it. I'd love to be you just on the tour and you just like. You just hear someone singing something in like you know Arabic, and you're like, I bet that's an ad where he's yeah, from. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> that's the Arabic KFC jingle. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. that's JB. You've done it yeah, again. Yeah. In Arabic. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Well, we uh, had a. I believe we had a, a Tony oh. yarn. Oh we, well, uh, yeah. speaking yes. of travel. Okay. Yes. Uh, we were talking a lot about uh, showbiz, and we will talk more about showbiz. But yes. we were talking about comedy stories, as we want to do. Uh, and this is my favourite. This is a this is a real subgenre of comedy. Is Greg Fleet stories? Yes. Now, uh, most people's stories involve <laughs> Greg asking them for money. Yes. And I 
have known Greg Fleet since 1987. Right. And for 31 years, I was able to say, honestly, he's never asked me for money. You have saved a lot of money over the years because you don't have any children and you've never given money to Greg Fleet. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you get, it's, it's to the point where why isn't he asking me? Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's like I think he liked the idea of having one person who was always mm. able to defend That's quite an that. insult to you because it's like, you know, I'm I'm doing well. I've done radio. I've done TV. <laughs> That's right. So this went on for 31 years, and then this would have been 2018. He was doing a comedy festival show with Sam Peterson. It was a sketch show. Mm. And I get a call on a Sunday morning. Can you come down to this cafe? Because uh, we just want to read the scripts out to you and see what you, if you think this is good enough right. for, for a show. So I go down there. And immediately, Sam's reading the scripts out, and Fleety is kind of not interested. He's looking at his phone, and he's walking outside, and he's on the phone, and he's coming back in. And then, and so it's around midday, yep. and then he says, "Yeah, look, can we uh, can we wrap this up? Because I've I've got it." And this is what he said: He goes, "I've got a fly. I'm on a flight at one o'clock. I've got a flight to Sydney because a bloke I went to school with is paying me five hundred bucks to write a play about him." Oh. That That's was an cheap. exact quote, and I'm That's going, okay, That's all right. Shit. That's not much. Okay. Play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I'll, That's I'll what go with this. Shakespeare did the same thing. <laughs> he used to get five hundred bucks. I think they're the same rate. Yeah. <laughs> and I've gone, okay, I'll accept that. That's true. And then Sam Peterson has gone, okay, can you sit down, Greg? Because we've really got to go through your scripts. So then Fleet puts his phone down and does not look at his phone for half an hour. So keep that in mind. Mm. He has not looked at the phone. Mm-hmm. So time is going by. We're listening to the sketches. And it gets to like 20 to 1. And I go, Fleety, aren't you meant to be on a flight at 1 o'clock? And he goes, no, 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 it's been cancelled. <laughs> and I'm looking at Sam, and he's looking at me, and I'm like, well, how do you know? It's, you haven't looked at your phone. Fu- how did you hear that it's been cancelled in the last half hour? Did you just, through telepathy, yeah. hear that yeah. this flight has been cancelled? It, it, like, it was on the ticker on yeah. the TV at the cafe, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. And then Sam Peterson goes out of the room to go to the toilet, and then after 31 years, it happens. Yes. Fleety mm. just says to me, he goes, yeah, yeah, mate. Um, can I borrow two hundred bucks? And it was like really sad. Like mm. I'm going, oh no, now I can never say that yeah, again. Damn it! And then I say, why do you need two hundred bucks? Yes. And Fleety goes, because I need to get a cab to St Kilda. And I respond because it was true, but Fleety, we're in St Kilda. <laughs> And then Fleety just goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> and it was just absolute defeat. Yeah. It was just nothing, oh no God. comeback for that. Wow. Oh Couldn't God. even spin something like, yeah, well, it's, I'm going to make him take me to every street in yeah. St. Kilda. Oh. Well, with that creativity, no wonder these plays cost $500. Oh, my God. <laughs> because part of me is thinking, where would we have to be for it to be 200 bucks? Yes. Yes. Have to Tony, I'm in a real bind. I need to borrow half of a play. <laughs> <laughs> but it was I remember just going home going oh well 31 years yeah. it was yeah. it was sad at least it's a good one though at least it wasn't just like I need 20 bucks to to visit my child in Warrnambool or whatever I usually cost <laughs> that's true at least after that long you did get a good story out of it it wasn't just like can I have 50 and you yeah. went okay you've yeah. got a you know you got something out of it 
Now, I have to say, he did subsequently write a play with a bloke he went to school with. Right. Is that the play that he put on? The Twins. Yes, right. the Twins. I'm going, gee, 500 bucks. You think you'd be getting more than that to write that play. Yeah, look, I, look, Tony. It's I, the Twins. You should I, get 1,000. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, I, I think he probably got enough out of him afterwards. I think, I think it's fine. Turning up and being like, whoa, this wasn't part of the deal. Yeah, I yeah. was writing a play about you for $500. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, there's twins. Yeah. we got to renegotiate to, to be right, fair, 500 per twin. To be fair, he probably just photocopied the bit he'd written. <laughs> That's great. You watch the first act, you go to the interval, you come back, it's the same, same thing, thing again. Yeah, it's, yeah. Identi- it's identical yeah. twins. No, it's a different, it was a different twin that said it. Well, both get on stage at once. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you lend him the money? I didn't. No. I, no. It was just that, oh, fuck. Damn. It just all fell. The scheme fell to pieces in yeah. front of me. Well, Greg Fleet is a good touchstone for, for when you are on the show or for when we're just talking in private, uh, Tony Martin. But <laughs> but another great touchstone uh, for you on this show is the uh, the Faulty Towers dining experience. Um, yes. Now now, the, is it still going? I, I, I Yes, I think it is. I it think was, you've got to run it was the comedy on this, festival this yeah, year. Yeah, comedy festival. They're always, yep. they're always back. Now, yeah. I, now this, is, this is a slight connection, but this was, a, I think, a great moment maybe for both me and Cameron James over here, mm. is that we both... Both were employed as as writers on the quite recent John Cleese mm. roast. Oh, really? I was employed under been... the table for reasons we don't need to get into. Are you, are you sure we don't need to get into them? <laughs> we can we can dive into it a little bit, but yep. I don't. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well I, I don't know that I haven't been told by you, but I have yeah. heard whispers that you were um, you were told off quite vehemently, and maybe. Yelled at over the phone by someone who had something to do with the show. You're yes. one of the great getting in trouble on podcasts. Like constantly, yes. people. <laughs> constantly getting in trouble. Yes. I've never gotten away so with So let's anything. do it again now. People, <laughs> this is the thing. People in the industry act like podcasts don't exist. Yes. You know, success in yes. podcasting doesn't translate to anything else. Yeah. They act like they couldn't give a fucking rat's ass about what you do yeah. and what you've built. And so you kind of get lulled into this false sense of security of like, well, no one gives a fuck. Yeah. And then you say one thing and all of a sudden, oh, ever, oh you're yeah. all listening, are you? Yeah. You know what, Cam James acts like what, what happened in the first like month of podcasting. Oh, no one listens to this. Let's just say whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. <laughs> It'll never get back. But you act like that now. I know. But the thing, it's because we're sitting in the living rooms, we're all yeah, relaxed, yeah, yeah. wearing a hoodie. It feels no like no one's going to hear this. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny. So, yeah. to tell you briefly, Tony, the first time, the first Shane Jacobson roast was for Paul he, that Hogan. he organises yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, Shane Jacobson organises, produces, and hosts these roasts. There's and I believe two. hires the cameras out for. Yeah, yeah it does yeah. everything. He's yes. Australia's Jeff Ross. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, I was actually asked to be on the John Cleese roast oh, by I Dean wish Murphy. You were. Well, um. I just, I just, I had to say no because I said, look, I don't sort of do that. You know, mm. it's Tom Gleeson, Sam Pang can do yeah. those sort of roast jokes. And I just went, look, I grew up with John Cleese. I've mm. never met him. I've, I've watched Faulty Towers and Monty Python. Do, do I want the first time I meet mm. John Cleese to be me telling him what a piece of shit he is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad that's a three-year-old man that could he, barely move. He'd what, be rightfully sitting there going, who the fuck yeah, is who this guy? You? That's Tony, what we what were if, thinking uh, too. We were thinking, why would anyone want to be on this? Yes. Yeah. You, I mean, I idolise John Cleese. I, love yeah. I think if, it's your, if you're Tom Gleeson and that's yeah. your yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. That Tony, uh, Kenny calls you up and he says, we're doing the roast at Greg Fleet. <laughs> yeah. what are, you, are you in on that one? Please. Well, see, that, that's different because I do know Greg. Yes. yes. Mm. And I've, I, 
I think that could be fun because, you know, but being roasted by someone you've never met. All those American ones too, when it's like Bruce Willis and he's sitting there with all these comedians he's probably never heard of. You're infinitely more famous than them. It's all very strange. (laughs) So I wrote on the Paul Hogan roast last year and went to the taping and then the very next day did Will Anderson's live podcast and just made fun of it right. relentlessly. But th- and that's quite a popular podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I know that now. And at the time I was thinking, this is funny. I'm getting laughs off Will. I'm getting big. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this great podcast with his open mic of Will Anderson. No one will ever Look, listen I take to back this. what I said before. Most of this is on you now that yeah. you started the story. And, and without compounding the issue, mm. are you able to say like an example of something you said? Well, I just... I was quoting direct quotes from some of Carrie Ann Kennelly's jokes and John Paul Young's jokes and a few of the others that are not comedians but had written gear for this. um, So Carrie Ann had written her own material? Yeah, I'm sure they had some writers, but she clearly. They had some staff writers, but she would have insisted on wedging Carrie Ann, Ernie, Ernie Dingo. Like it was a lot of not, you know, I mean, actually, Ernie was very funny. John Paul Young wasn't, but you know. Anyway, yeah. then the next day I got a call from Shane Jacobson and I it was, I swear to God, a half an hour berating <laughs> where I was being screamed at <laughs> by Shane Jacobson, <laughs> a man whose movies I've seen. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> uh, he would say, I admire the guy. Yeah. And he was screaming at me. Pouring saying, a bucket of shit straight out of the toilet. <laughs> well, Kenny is, uh, is a... I'm so inspired by Kenny. I love that. I love it. It's a classic. Yeah. And he and Kenny was yelling at me over the wow. phone saying, fuck you, you're how dare you. And Did it he was, give it I heard there was a bit of like you'll never work in this town. A lot again. of that. Yes, great. And the my I've and said this you before, are. so I've no I've no problem he was saying right. this. I'll say it again. He said that I was being defamatory by making up jokes that they had said oh. that went bad which is not true i just told direct jokes word for word yeah so shane jacobs had said you defamed me how would you like it if i defamed you how would you like it if i went on the project oh, tomorrow yes. night and told waleed ali that cameron james is a pedophile <laughs> 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 now and not to i can answer that question i would yeah, love this exactly not to assume too much about you cam i feel like i know you pretty well but tell me if i'm out of line yeah. you'd love that yeah. <laughs> i mean That'd be it would the be best day of your life great and content. also i believe the law says if it's true you're allowed to say what you want <laughs> So, I, so clearly Shane Jacobson <laughs> listens to Tofop. He's on yeah. the or Will's pod. He's on the he's on the blower the very next day. What if this is how we find out Shane Jacobson listens to the little dundum? <laughs> All I'll say is getting a call tomorrow to, to the, your listeners. Please don't be snitches. Don't yes, tag Shane yeah. Jacobson. Well, that will fall on deaf uh, ears. But, sure. but hang on, you're saying you'll never work in this town again. But yeah. are you now telling me you then worked on the John? I then sneakily <laughs> wrote on the John Cleese <laughs> roast. Yeah. Did you have a false mustache on? No. How did you get past a bit of freelance writing? Freelance oh, writing. Okay. From yeah. People. You yeah, had was... to you had to go into the you had to go into all the um you had to tell the ah oh, never mind I was trying to make <laughs> yeah. a thing about you being a if you, if you, look look uh, Tony when you update the IMDb page of the of the John Cleese roast there's a few Alan Smithies I think you'll have to yeah. add yeah, in yeah. There, yeah. oh wait I've got it you couldn't work on it because the studio was too close to a school there, <laughs> there we go there we go we got there <laughs> they were filming the Wiggles next door so <laughs> and you're also Carl was well, also was uh, <laughs> you were also wanted as well it was me you we were doing sneaky work. I think yes. Goldstein as yes. well. But does Shane Jacobson know that you were doing sneaky I work? I doubt it. Wow, doubt you, it. you might want to watch the project. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
after, after story this oh my drops. god next time he gets booked tonight on the project I cannot wait we've got an exclusive <laughs> Local comedian. <laughs> this is great. We need to get Cam over to that Hoy Ann Taylor and all the comments on the photo of him. This is my favourite Australian pedophile. He looks great in this suit. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. It's like, uh, what are you promoting tonight, uh, Shane? <laughs> well. Wait and see. It's a big secret. I'm going to give you an exclusive. <laughs> oh, my God. It's I would just like to thing. see... What I'd like to see about that is like... what. <laughs> What's Waleed responding to that with? <laughs> that gets thrown Who's at you. Cameron James? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Sam Torn would have to pipe yeah, up. Yeah, that's know. great. Yeah. That's and really mine. great. I'll vouch for him. He was my. I met him a long time ago. To be fair, when I was three, but he was a good guy. <laughs> but are you? Did you bring that up because Stephen Hall was? Um, oh, Stephen Hall played. Did Stephen Hall play... He played yeah, he Basil, Basil Fawlty, yeah, but yeah. not in, in the, the dining not experience. Not in the dining experience. Yeah. In the proper Cleese-endorsed production. Okay. The opposite. Mm. I believe that that was sort of created because John Cleese realised how much money that the dining experience was yeah. making. And how much money he could save by not serving a meal. Yeah. 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 It, is, it is a crime that the dining experience wasn't invited to be part of the roast in any way. Yes. That is That is Because yeah. they could have brought an actual roast. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so the dining experience, there's a, there's currently, as we all know, there's a dining experience, Foldy Tales dining experience. There are people called Manuel, but like changed so it's manual, so they can't get sued or whatever. Oh, like, yeah, and Foldy oh, Tales right. is spelled, Tales spelled wrong, correctly. but correctly, yeah. Yes. I think it's all slightly, Different, yeah. so they can't get sued. So then, years ago, they created the Faulty Towers just live show without food that was in opposition. Then, the sort of the funny thing is that didn't last that long, but the Faulty Towers dining experience is still going. But mm. yes, Stephen Hall was the main actor on that, so okay. he was on the roast. You were writing for that. I was writing for three different comedians, and mm. then I went and saw the show, which was like mm. heaps of fun <laughs> to see. You know, as we as comedians, we all like we like to see things funny and things not funny, sure. which then makes things funny again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a few big deaths. You, I, uh, you, there was a few people that you, a few lines that I spotted of yours that were very funny. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, I I spoke to you and Goldstein about it. It sounded like it was a pretty. Actually, it sounded like the best jokes of the night came out of Lawrence Mooney's mouth. That's what I heard. Some he good did, Mooney gags. He he did the best, I think, on the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's you, fine. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Are you part of that? That was a part of that. Yeah, part of that. that's good. That's uh, good. But no, but a lot of people did quite well. It was good. Yeah, nice. But, but I, so I wrote for three different people, which meant that I had so much. Mm. I wrote so much that so much got overlooked. I thought maybe I could share some of the offcuts of stuff that oh, wasn't sure, that please. wasn't allowed on air. Yeah, because yeah. there's some stuff that was literally not allowed on air legally, and then some stuff <laughs> that you know there's quality control even on that show. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear a few yes, things that were um, uh, not not uh, looked over? Uh, Apparently, John Cleese was massive in the 80s. He's still around now, but you never really hear about him. He's like the AIDS of comedy. So <laughs> they didn't want that on, on Channel 7 at 7.30 for some reason, which is, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there at Channel 7. <laughs> um, comedy is the one job where you can get employed and do it completely wrong. Like the brief is, this will be on Channel 7 at 7.30 and you put an AIDS joke in yeah. and they just go, we won't use that one. Like Rather than yeah. like any other job, if you came in and 
did Carl. it so ass backwards to the brief. I don't know how much post-production you do on the Dum Dum Club, but yeah. when you're mixing this episode down, could you add, like, drum kicks for each of these? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Maybe the... a canned laugh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. please. Can you, can, can you hear a standing ovation? Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pl- oh, sure. All right. Well, I'll do a few, I'll do a few in a row and you can, uh, and you can we'll add. Put a little rim shot. Yeah, yes. put a little rim shot and uh, yeah. applause in. Add a bit of sugar to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, random fact: Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones hasn't done heroin since the '80s, which means that just like John Cleese, he hasn't had a hit in 40 years. So, <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, that's that's good. all right. That's, that's a right. good one. Um, uh, where is this one? Oh, yeah. For anyone out there who doesn't know who John Cleese is, he's a bit like casual racism. Funny 50 years ago, but not anymore. When I see the questionable late career choices of John Cleese, I always think, why couldn't he have done what Spike Milligan and Peter Sellers did and die 30 years ago? <laughs> John Cleese, you're loved and adored, and most of us wouldn't be here without you. The same way they think of Shane Jacobson down at KFC. <laughs> Was Jacobson on it? Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. he was hosting yes, yes. it. Right. So there's a few of the jobs. Oh, don't worry. You'll be hearing from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So why didn't you put them on the show? <laughs> um, so then, here's the thing. Now, it wasn't told to me officially, but I just kept pitching jokes about Steve Weiser because you're on the show. He was on the show, Steve oh, right, Weiser. Right. You're on the show. So that means if you're on the show, you know, you're up for it. Everything's the most game. format is you get up and you sort of go across the whole panel yes. before you get to the like subject. You get who's on. If the roast is of Tommy Dasso, you get yeah. out. You get up and you say, "Cam James is here, mm. well-known pedophile," and <laughs> go on with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. you <know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Explains why the ball pits out the front. You know, something like that. <laughs> something like that, right? <laughs> that's 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 the way. That's the template of it, right? So. Steve Weiser's on there, and of all the jokes I pitched, all of them got knocked back. Now, not mm. given any official reason, but the thing that you think about Steve, Steve Weiser is, is some certain court cases that happened. Yeah. Mm. That I think I believe he was found guilty of <laughs> in the nineties or so, so, something like that. Yet these jokes were knocked back. In 2021, Rolling Stone magazine made a list of the greatest sitcoms of all time, and Foley Towers only came in at number 68. 68? What a disgrace. The fact it isn't in the top 10 is even more criminal than Steve Weizard. Great. Yeah, great. Nice. Here great. we go. We're on here. Yeah. yeah. Steve Weizard here, the last time you made me laugh was when you said not you were not guilty. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's good. Um, all right. What else? And who's knocking these back? That's a good question. Who, yeah. yeah. Just I remember last year getting told you weren't allowed to do anything about the Visard court case, and so oh. I don't think I ended up with any jokes Would have been about good information him. to pass on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a few I remember being told there were guidelines. Um, you weren't allowed to make fun of Paul Hogan's um, marriage marriage failures. A few yeah. other little ones like Damn. that. That's but the I sweetest plum. Yeah. I didn't see any of those guidelines this year. Did you? No, 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 not at no. all. Because well, I. Yeah, I don't think the people who I was working for gave a fuck. Like, yeah, yeah. You just send them in and they get knocked back or they get through yeah. or whatever. Um, so uh, what else did we have? Uh, then the rest of them were, were uh, ones about the other guests. So one of the producers told me just before we started, this show is to have no C words, which is why I'm shocked to see Tom Gleeson because he's a massive C word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have a lot of... Oh, this was for... This is for someone that had a bit of work done, one of the performers. Oh, okay. I do have a lot of Botox in my face. If you don't know what Botox is, it gets rid of all the lines. A bit like Lawrence Mooney in the bathroom tonight. There we go. <laughs> now, and I think what's happening here, correct me if I'm wrong, you're writing for a few different people. Yes. And you're writing lines for them yes. about... 
double agenting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. The mole. Wow. Did, said to Behind all of them, enemy lines. Said to all of them, I swear I'm only writing for you. <laughs> can I, and I don't want to spoil the show, because yep. I'm assuming it hasn't been to air when, no, no, when this no. episode drops, no. so... What did John Cleese make of all this? Well, I didn't go to the taping, but you did, yes. right? He sat mm. in a chair. They, the, the weird thing about <laughs> the show is... Lardy, duh. He sort of wheeled out and sat in, the show for, sat in the chair for about three hours, and they didn't mic him up, so he just didn't oh. have any response to any of it. So all these, there was like a lot of people there to see John Cleese, mm. and then oh. he did not speak for three hours, and wow. people were like, well, this is getting to nearly 11 o'clock at night and we have not heard the man who we came here to, yes. to mm. see speak for three... And he just gave, you know, three hours worth of mock offence. And yeah, I assume right. he... Is there anyone on the show that he knows? Like, it's just, you well, know... He, I think he'd work with Shane. Yeah. Sure. He's in, a, he's in a Shane movie. And Stephen Hall. He yes. Yeah, he knows Stephen Hall. Was, sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, but, he, he worked with... He, of course he worked with um, Shane on the famous... The fabulous Mr. Dundee. Yeah, whatever it was the called. very excellent oh, yeah. Mr. Very Dundee. Excellent Dundee. Yeah. Mm. But what about the... Re- doesn't he do a rebuttal at the end? He did do a rebuttal at the end, but it was not to any of the individual oh, people. It was just... Right, he right. gave it a bit of who the fuck are you people. <laughs> it's quite obvious. I don't think that had to be written for him. But then, <laughs> right. he was very funny at the end. He was he was very funny at the end. It was great to, to, to see him. Um, but yeah, look, that... We'll get back to John Cleese because I'll just say the last couple. I'll, I'll say, I'll say <laughs> a couple more. Uh, Cleese uh, has made a lot of Cleese has made some great movies of, of of course, but a ton of bad ones. Shane Jacobson, he's trying the same strategy. He just has to make a good one first. <laughs> so, <laughs> Shane Shane's just the face of the supermarket chain IGA. By the look of him, they're not the fresh food people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> So it was a great experience because there was... You've a, been writing these since the show finished. I know. Yes. No one even employed me. <laughs> I just came to people and went, I've got 10 pages of these. Yeah, Who got, wants which insert ones? Insert name here. Yes. Insert fat person here. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I got some good fat person jokes oh, up. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, no, I loved it. I loved it. So, um, But the good thing is, so then, uh, the funny thing is... And, of course, I've got that thing like... With John Cleese that you're mm, saying, yeah, and and look, look, you're saying Tony, like he he's like I love I was obsessed with Monty Python as a kid. We yes. used to um, hire the VHS, you know, the Flying Circus episodes. Yeah, I'm yeah. more of a fan of them than the movies. I'm mm. not s- such a Life of Brian fan or anything. I thought the the series was so great mm. and they've influenced what I've done growing up and whatever. And I love them. So then I'm there doing that. I'm like, well. This this overrides that getting right jokes about him and whatever that mm. that's that overrides any love or whatever. But then after that, I get invited back to the green room for, for beers and everything, and um, I'm sort of like talking to and I think some of the comedians then find out that I'm a bit of a double agent. I'm trying to <laughs> spread myself around the room. <laughs> right. Everyone's giving you a secret nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Thanks, some man. of them are like, "Why are you talking to this mu- this person so much? You're giving compliments on his jokes." <laughs> <laughs> <You're right. laughs> so I'm standing there. And um, and they're going. Oh well, of course, John. You know, John's eighty three. John Cleese is eighty three. So he's been sitting in the in that throne, and it's like, my God, imagine you know sitting in the same chair for for three hours and having to sort of concentrate and whatever. Like, it, it's brutal. Mm. So he he's clearly not going to come to the after party or anything like that. And they're all saying that. And so we're in there having a few beers and whatever. And then after about half an hour, forty five minutes, John walks in, and it's not a big after party. It's pretty much the performers and the crew. And so he then sits down sort of next to us where I'm standing and talking to someone. 
and no one's bothering him because the only people that are in the green room are the comedians and you know the crew that have already worked with him so he's sitting there and i'm going i mean i can actually talk to john cleese after all this like i might even be able to get a photo with john cleese and talk to john cleese the one person who hasn't slagged him off yet (laughs) 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 or so he thinks i'm like this is great and he's and he's no one is annoying him. He's actually looking bored like no one's actually... The John, opposite. here's a few of my jokes that got knocked back. Um, <laughs> you're like AIDS. What yeah. do you reckon? <laughs> Can you sign this AIDS joke? <laughs> Can you sign my off cut? <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I've had a few beers by then and I'm like going, oh great, you know what? He's not going to get bothered. He's sitting there and it's like five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes go by and I'm like... Great, he's going to actually love talking to me. He's so bored. And then I get into a conversation and then I turn back 10 minutes later and he's gone. And I've gone, uh, fuck, I've missed the opportunity mm, to talk to John Cleese. Yeah. Like a, a real formative force in my comedy. One of the, you know, not, we'll go down with one of the great, greatest comedians of all time. He's sitting there bored. He would rather have talked to me uh, than nothing happened. So now I get to go to my grave knowing that I didn't talk to John Cleese because I was talking to Limo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh yes, you know that's the, good. Just, I can just imagine you and Lima. So, what Adelaide Fringe venue? You yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was the most in the dog garden, shit conversation. You're doing the rhino. Room. Had a great oh, time at the Napier the other day. Yeah, yeah. Should I get one of those sausage rolls? No, they were no good. They're cold. <laughs> Don't get one of them. Oh, Meanwhile, you could be asking a comedy legend. Yes, yeah. Get this, Limo. They've still got a DVD shop in Bangkok. It's crazy. There's still one there. <laughs> The perfect ending for this would be John Cleese now listening to this episode. Oh, God, I would love that. Getting a phone call. Yeah, Jacobson style to Cam. Getting a call from him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's already spoken to Waleed, so he can't. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true. John Cleese requesting that we dub over the AIDS joke over the top of one of the other jokes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that joke. Why didn't you force that through? God damn it! Fuck, that's so good. Yeah. So then he's—is he got like he's—is he doing like a tour year or something, or he's gone now? Yeah. I don't know actually. Yes, he, he was. He was doing like a, an evening with John Cleese. That right. Was sort of right. Getting... I went to one of them a few years ago. The Alimony tour. It was uh, I think McAuliffe chaired it or something. It's clearly just pre-approved questions that McAuliffe asks that right. just lead to a bit that. Cleese has yes. Right I'm just um, constantly confused There's John Cleese And Eric Idle And they're just always on tour With a show That's got a name like Not Dead Yet yes. Yes. Yeah, Got great. bills to pay yes. <laughs> Constantly Yeah It's up there Because it's that thing Remember when the Rolling Stones In like 82 They put out like In 81 They tattoo you And it's like Oh they're yeah. strolling bones Over there It's like That's that was 40-something years oh, ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was them in their prime. I was talking to someone about this recently. Remember when you saw the video for Start Me Up and you went, look at those old men. Yeah. <laughs> That's 1981. They were 41. They were 41 then. <laughs> that is great. I'm just going to... How how early can you start doing that, calling your festival show, like, please disconnect the life support. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sick I'm of the breathing kill machine. Me I'm 38. Sake, yeah. I'm, I'm six years old. Older than when they were calling Mick Jagger a grandpa. <laughs> oh well, you never know. Something could happen to me in three years, and I could yeah. be gone. So maybe yeah. I should just start it now, yeah. under the yeah, assumption well. that you know, you never know. Yeah. You for never know when time. your time's going to. Just run. calling it for the last time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you've already got your name for your show. It's Lemony Weatherman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sexy lemon weatherman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Cam James, pedophile. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Not guilty. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we better wrap it up there for another edition of the Little Dum Dum Club. Cam and Tony, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Uh, Tony, you have Sizzletown, your podcast. It still persists. It's still available. Great. Check it out. Yeah. If, you're, if you're sick of the bullshit of riffing and uh, saying stuff that you shouldn't be saying on this show, get get some proper scripted comedy. If you're, <laughs> good luck wearing some Bart Simpson underwear and jumping in the middle of one of Tony's podcasts. But yeah. I'll have a crack at it myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, check that out. And Cam, you've got uh, you've just relaunched your podcast. Yes, Alexi Toliopoulos and I have relaunched uh, our podcast. We've changed the name to Special Features. Also, fun fact. Sizzletown beat oh. our podcast Finding Drago at the Australian Podcasting Awards about five years ago. Oh, so really? I'm furious at you about well, that. Well, I've subsequently been beaten every year by Dan Illich. As, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a rational uh, fear. Rational fear. <laughs> yeah. So what goes around? <laughs> yeah. well, sorry, sorry, you both lost that massive grift of an award. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had to I pay to pay it. to be nominated had to and pay not to win. lose. Yeah. <laughs> the Greg Flee Podcast Awards, I believe. They should be rechristened, but yeah. <laughs> All right, check all that stuff out. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. And they've done it again. Oh, Bernard, you've treated us nice. Yeah. You know, we've got big footprints on our backsides because you've kicked us a big one. Oh, we're being kicked Yeah, now. sure, why not? We used to be spectators, and yeah. now we're right in the thick yeah, of it. Yeah, you got to keep saying something different. Yeah, that's it. Um, fun app, great app. Yeah. We're uh, we're back in my digs. We are the, the scene of the crime. Mm, I remember uh, it well. Yes, a um, classic, uh, a classic session with Tony. Mm. Perhaps more off air than on. Oh yes, yeah, good fucking hour and a half session you, or something. You blank out. You know, yeah. you learn from the past, and you just you blank out the whole morning and afternoon. Man, one time we did an episode with him here years and years ago. And then I think you you might have been here for a bit, and then I think we were still here. Honestly, three we, hours later. Yeah, yeah, we did the ep, and then we were chatting for a lot afterwards. Yeah. And I had something to go to, so I bailed out. Mm. And then the next day, you were like, it went for like another two hours, and then yeah. I had to go. Yeah, I had to kick this childhood yeah. hero of mine out of my house. Yes, I had to say, Tony. I've got to go. Yeah, yeah. The pod was at 11 and you were like, I've got a gig at 8. I've got to go. (laughs) Yeah, we just went through the whole career. We went through Late Show, uh, Martin Malloy, Get This, fucking everything. Great guy. Cam had never met him and he was saying to me afterwards, like, oh, it's a bit nervous, you know, it's like legend. And then just immediately he's like, he's like your best friend. Yeah, yeah. He just, he has no like, you know, he has no wall with people. He's just straight in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of fun. And, uh, not a not a not a typical Cam James episode, I reckon. It's always a bit looser with him on it, but I think he was uh, a little bit more in awe of Tony. So it was he was behaving bit, himself. He was an, he was a, he was a good boy, mm. but um, heaps of good shit. That was fun, wasn't it? Fuck, yeah. we did it a week ago now. I can't remember. No, I think it was a really good one. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Weirdly, I think it was a looser Tony than we usually get. Yes, he's he's loosened up. So they kind of met in the middle. Yeah, Cam went a bit more straight. Yeah, Tony went a bit more loose. Mm. It's been a long time since we first had him on, Tommy, on a live show, and we let we kept him backstage for forty minutes before mm. we brought him on. We sure did in a very bad decision. Yep, that we learned from quickly. <laughs> um, anyway. We thought it was like a gig. Yeah, yeah, he's the headliner. Yeah, you bring him on last. Yeah, and just <laughs> getting a you know great guy with much better things to do than 
yep. do our thing and yep. just put him in a fucking cupboard for People want to see him? Yeah. Well, let's give him three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen to that episode if you can. Is that even on the main feed? Or was no, that a bonus I think it's on... You know what? I think it is a... I think it's on our band camp maybe, but I didn't we do... At the start of lockdown, we put a bunch of those on Patreon mm. where we went back and listened to them. Yeah. So you've got the episode and then you've got us... Reflecting on the episode oh, yeah. ten years on. Okay, well, good, good ad to sign up to Patreon. You can get that, or maybe it's on our Bandcamp if that still exists. Yeah, it's out there. Yep. Um, we had we met Tony on a live show. It was him, Celia, and Thorno? I think wasn't it? Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I reckon it was Thorno. It was. I remember it was Thorno coming in hot from the races. Oh yeah. Okay. In or the suit. football. Yep. The football. Mm. That's what it was. Um, and one of our one of our first uh, sort of live shows. Sort of. Uh, very early. Very yeah, early. Yeah, maybe second or third year. In the Melbourne Town Hall it was. Yeah. Back when we were doing live shows and making no money off them, mm. even though people were coming. Mm. <laughs> yep. Good shit. A very good deal happening there. But hey, speaking of us making money and yeah, speaking of bonus episodes, patreon.com slash little dum dum club. If you get on there, you can uh, support the show, which we really appreciate. And also you get two bonus mini episodes a week. More often than not featuring guests that you've heard on the main episode. Mm. And this week is no exception. That's it. Two very loose eps coming up with oh, uh, Tony and Cam. Fuck. Oh, yeah, I was going to say to you, because we did talk about it on the ep. I'd fucking love to somehow stitch that into the normal episode, but I guess it's too late for that now. But we there's some really good shit in there. That yeah. I'm, I want this to be in fucking popular canon. Yeah, may, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we can, maybe we leave it on the Patreon for a bit and then we can just like... I don't know. We could reheat it on Talking Dum Dum in a little bit. All right. I don't know. We'll figure it. Anyway. Well, you got to get. Well, it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. So it. Yeah, this might incentivize some people who've never previously gotten around to signing up to the Patreon. Yeah, we'll put it. Yeah, put it this way. I'm. I was like, fuck. We've got to get this to more people. This was really good. Yeah. These bonus episodes. Yeah. So anyway, um, great shit. Uh, also, look, we haven't recorded next week's episode yet, Tommy. Mm. But. I would say I'm very much looking forward to it, given given what we've what, what we think it's going to be. It's a rare one for us. It's not just like let's just get these two people in. Yeah, we're doing it timed to a specific event. Yes, with some people involved in the event. Yes, so very much. I, I, <laughs> I, I yeah, I want to I want to be part of it already. <laughs> I'm excited that we've just planned something in yeah, advance yeah, yeah. for once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So anyway. Um, I was messaging some of the guests about it while I was in Vietnam and they were like, fuck, doing this on holiday. I'm like, well, it's going to make the holiday better if I just know yep. I'm getting back and I've got, you know, this is all planned. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to um, help me relax. Patreon.com slash Little Dum Dum Club. Or you can just simply go to our website and click the link from there. Um, also, you can get t-shirts from there as well. Mm. Um, so if you do that, sign up. You get all those bonus episodes. You get the great ones coming up. You get some great ones in the past. Heaps of them. Um, 360 of the bastards. Little bite-sized episodes too. Nothing too, Mm. uh, you know. None of these unwieldy two-hour specials like we're doing right now where you've got talking dumb dumb. There's no... Mm. Should we do talking... Well, look, we've never really said this in talking dumb dumb, but we call the bonus episodes a a different thing, don't we? Yeah. I don't know if we've ever said what it's called. We won't. I, 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 don't, don't, wanna... I don't know what all this we stuff is. But all yeah. right. Well, that means both of us. <laughs> well, neither of us have. Well, 
We haven't d- said what the name of the show I, is. No, I know, on but I would show. say no. But my point was that we don't call the bonus episode something right, different. Right, right. It's t- I made that. It's a hundred. Yeah, yeah, it's hundred yeah, percent yeah. you. Yes, <laughs> it wasn't a meeting. Right. Let's call it this. Yes, yes. <laughs> it I was just, an off the cuff one yes, day that's yes. now just stuck. Yes, but I'm saying we, we neither of us have mentioned what it's called on this show. Yep. Right. Um, but we don't have a talking dum dum version of it, so that's something. Also, we don't have a. You mean we do the bonus and then we record a thing after the bonus yes, where yes. we talk about what's just happened in yes, the yes. bonus? Yes, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> there's enough work. We don't need to do any more. There's enough talking in the week. Yeah, there's no real sign of the appreciation of the bonus episodes, let alone yeah. <laughs> doing, it, doing yeah. it back into the bonus. Yeah. Or talking dum-dum for that matter. Yes, yes. Or the normal episodes. Some weeks, not even the normal yeah. episodes. <laughs> There'll right. be a lot of interest some weeks in a fact that we've gotten wrong or yes. a word that we've missed pronounced yes and that's about it that's it that's it just a lot of fact checkers out there rather than content enjoyers that's a good idea for a pod the corrections corner Mm. right where it's an hour of you just getting things wrong (sighs) for that person for that person that just loves to doing it on purpose doing it on purpose right so you just have an hour where you've written out facts that are incorrect or slightly off yeah and it's it's for the you know it's borderline you know, ASMR just appeals to a certain type of brain. It's like that. It's the sort of person that loves to sit there and be like, um, actually, uh, Great. it's pronounced aluminum, you know, Great. that sort of stuff. Yeah. So just doing on purpose what we do just naturally, accidentally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's good. Um, well, thanks to everyone who subscribes. Um, in particular, these fresh young folk mm. that have never had their name read out on this show before. Yep. But all that's about to change. <laughs> <laughs> Record scratch yep. Freeze frame yep. That's me You're probably wondering How I got on this Patreon Yeah <laughs> Well see this hole in my wallet Where the money used to be That's how uh, Thank you very much To Patreon subscriber Here we go um, Their Uh-oh. name is this But then mm, Anyway look Let's tackle all of these Thank you very much To Patreon subscriber Shan Surya Shan Surya Yeah but I don't know whether that's like maybe their married name or they've changed their name because then their email address is a little bit different. So it's like Shan Vanderstucken, which I like better. Vanderstucken. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind that. How's Surya spelt? Well, that's be, mainly because I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that properly. S-U-R-Y-A. Surya. Mm, that sounds about right. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, it sounded like you were saying sewer. Yeah. <laughs> I, which, which I was going to say to you. So when you were a kid... When you were little, what did you find the funniest things? You know, like kids, like at the moment, my child is like obsessed with, you know, everything she says that when she's trying to say something stupid or funny, it's toilet and bum and poo. Yeah, I I actually am not sure as a little kid if I ever went through, I don't have a memory of going through a toilet and poo and bum stage. Right. I have to be completely honest. I may have just wiped it from my memory. Maybe my parents would have a different read of it. I mean, I could text my dad now and say, what's the first thing you remember me finding funny? Right. <laughs> and find out. Yeah. But, um, but no, I don't, I don't really remember. Do, right. you, do you have a memory of being like a Absolutely. particularly obsessed with yeah, yeah, toilet yeah. stuff when you were little? Yeah. I, th- this is just reminding me because I used to – you would have been a big like comic book drawer or a cartoon drawer when you were a mm-hmm. kid, surely. Like I was obsessed with making my own little comic books and yep. stuff like that and they were always like – um, 
you know, one page, six panel, like, I, fuck, I would love to see what I was, like, because yeah, they, like, yeah, they yeah. were like comedy. I was writing comedy then. Yeah. I was trying, like, I was imitating um, those British comic books that would come out that were, like, called Wizard and Chips. Beano? Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Beano, but ones like that. Right. And their their format was, like, maybe eight panels, and it would be a character, the same character every week or whatever, and there'd be a joke. It'd there'd be, be a, a little like one-off story. Yeah, there'd be a punchline at the end. Yep. So I was, like, writing comedy back then. Fuck, I would love to see the comedy I was writing at, like, seven years old or eight years old, but I was yeah, deliberately yeah. doing it. We but, had a family friend who lived in the UK who would, like, post me over, like, Beano and yep. all the, like, British comics. Yeah. And I was always... I've never really... I, I was always fascinated by... Like, even just being a little kid, I was aware that there was, like, an American Dennis the Menace, who was, like, yes. the little blonde the little blonde kid. Yes. And then there was, like, the British version in Beano. With the striped Who was jumper. just a real nasty-looking little cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the American one, he's just kind of like a mischievous little yeah. boy. Who's Slingshot sort of, in the back pocket. Yeah, sort of maybe accidentally getting into his scrapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's, like, the British one looked like he was just, like, mugging old women in the street. He yeah. had a real mean-looking little dog as well. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, And I was yeah. always, like... How Black did, hair, frown. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was like evil looking. And mm. I was always like, why did... How come the Brits just got licensed to just take this character and turn him into an yeah. absolute little bastard? Yeah, how yeah. come there are two canonical Dennis the Menaces? Mm. Yeah, I think it, it, it's great. It speaks to both places where it's like, yeah, this Dennis the Menace just working class. He's got no, you know, no money for fucking gas. He's a Green Street he's hooligan. A, yeah, he's just yeah. a cunt. Yeah. Why not? That's, he's a product of his up, upbringing and He's a menace, mate. Yeah, the other bloke's like he's he's a real menace. It's like, man, he lives in fucking some gated neighborhood, suburban. He's, yeah, his dad's earning fucking four hundred and fifty k a year. Well, I think the difference was the American Dennis the Menace. He's only a menace in the context of Mister Wilson, right? Right. So it's more just that like there's this crotchety old prick who lives next door to him, yep. who just doesn't like kids. Yeah. Dennis is just kind of like running around just doing his thing. He's just being, a, being a, a kid, and yep. Mister Wilson's like. This little asshole, I hate him. What is Whereas, with, like, what British is Dennis the Menace, I don't think he has a Mr. Wilson equivalent. I think he just is, like, walking out the front door and being like, I'm going to go start a fire in that bin. Yeah, yeah. Just because. What, what is it with Wilsons and living next door? That's that's a, like... Two. That, yeah. So you've got Dennis, yeah. your home improvement. Yeah. Maybe they're the same Wilson. Yeah, is it? Well, we never saw the face of the home improvement one, so it could be. Maybe that's, like, the start of... um. Maybe like ep one of Home Improvement, the tailors move in. Yeah. And the real estate agent's like, yeah, look, you're getting a good deal in this house. A little boy was like tragically murdered in here <laughs> by the neighbor. Um, and yeah. so that's why it's actually Tim not wanting to see this guy's face because yeah. he knows that. Wilson brought over his, flew over his grandson from England. Yeah. And they fought over who should be called <laughs> Dennis the Menace. And the English one stabbed him in the eyes and yeah, killed him. Yeah, did they ever do a crossover? I wonder wow. if there's ever anything that exists where they like, yeah. yeah, brought them together. But why, like, to my knowledge, that's like the only cartoon where there's ever been two completely different versions of with the same name in like different countries. You know, there's not like a British Mickey Mouse that's like smoking yeah. darts. And yeah, like, yeah, I'm sure. Remember when there was um, there was a cartoon Ghostbusters, and then there was another one called the Real Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, but the whole but the whole thing was about the real Ghostbusters. Real Ghostbusters mm. was they weren't the real Ghostbusters. They were just made up. Oh right, they weren't like the Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters cartoon, was using Venkman, the characters from had Venkman the movie, and whatever. Yeah, 
and real Ghostbusters. The was real like Ghostbusters. Side thing. They just made something up. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. They're completely different characters. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's just so funny to call them the real when they were the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all going back to this, my thing that I would was obsessed with in these comic books was I would I was obsessed with the idea of not poo mm. but the term sewerage. Oh, okay. And I was obsessed with the idea of. Going to the sewerage farm. Yeah, yeah, Going nice. to the place where all the shit the, ends up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that really stuck with that me. That would the be idea quite of, a sight. I've never yeah. done it. No. But, yeah. yeah. Just, I was just obsessed with the idea that it all goes to one place where everyone's <laughs> shits live in yep. this one place. What an amazing... Like the opposite of Disneyland. Just the mm. worst place on earth. Imagine being at the sewerage farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, so you were drawing comics about the sewerage farm and about so, people, I, people ending up there. Yeah, a lot of the punchlines were people ending up in the sewerage farm. The sewerage farm. Yeah. It is a good... Yeah, it is a, it's a good... I might bring it back. Yeah, bring back the sewerage farm. Yeah. Well, speaking of sewers, I want to see that... Uh, I'm pumped to see that new Ninja Turtles movie that's coming out. Really? It looks cool. Yeah. Is it? I don't know anything it's about like it. It's like a... It's kind of a cartoon and it's done in that sort of like Spider-Man, Spider-Verse kind of style. Oh, yeah. Where the animation's like, it's CGI, but it's like a bit shitty. You know, it's like a bit kind of rough around the edges. Right. How many times are they going to reboot the Ninja Turtles? Yeah, I know. I think this one's meant to be pretty good. So maybe this is one that'll stick for, you know, because it's like they do one, people hate it, and then they just, you know, then they just reset it. I guess they've done kind of the same thing with Spider-Man. They've done like eight Spider-Mans. Some of them really bad and they're like, all right, well. Hulk, another good example. Yeah. People hated Eric Banner, so yeah. they just, Marvel, just pretend that one doesn't exist. Yeah. Eric Banner, um, guy who lives in Melbourne mm. and knows David O'Neill, and I've yeah. asked him several times, like, get him on the pod. It's yeah. Like, nah, can't even get him on my pod. He did WTF, and he was talking about doing stand-up on there. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, he's he's acknowledging his comedic past. Yeah. That's a step in the right direction. Yeah. He's doing a pod where he's talking about comedy. Yeah. Yeah, we um, um, well, I'm obsessed with sewerage, and I'm obsessed with Shan Sura. Yeah, Sura age. Well, thanks. I wonder what Sam Shan Sura Surya mm. age is. Oh, you know the sewer age. Sewer, sewer yeah. age. Yeah, sewer's age. Yep. Or Van der Stucken, whatever. Um, but thanks, Shan. Thanks, Shan. Thanks for reminding me of my childhood obsession with other people's poo, and where it ended up. Um. Thank you to Patreon subscriber Tom Llewellyn Griffiths. Any okay. need for that, do you reckon? Hyphen? Nope. No hyphen? Nope. So what, Llewellyn middle name? Yep. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you, you accidentally forgot the hyphen. Which, Louis. Mm, no need. No need to, to... Just for future reference, anyone subscribing to this show on Patreon, no need to put your, your middle name in there. Yeah. Um. Unless you really think this is like, that's a value for money, mm. you know you're really getting the most out of your read. So surname, actual surname Griffin. Griffiths. Griffiths. Tom okay. Griffiths. Griffiths. Llewellyn, chuck that in there though. Just just bragging about how many L's you can whack in a name, and still get away with it. That's four. Oh yeah, yeah, four yeah. in there. Double L. That's is that the most Welsh name you can that's have? That's chewing up the. That's chewing up the Scrabble, mm. the Scrabble tiles. I would have. I'm sure I've said this on here before, but um, a friend of mine from school, he had this pseudonym where anytime he would go and order like a coffee or you know at a burger joint, you have to give your name. He would always give his name as Gavin Griffiths. Why? <laughs> Full name. I don't know. Just I and think that was a, his. That was his. No, name? no, no. It wasn't his name. Oh, it's right. just a name that he came <laughs> up with that he found funny, and he also just found it funny to like. 
Someone asking That's for good. your name for a coffee, and you yeah. give them the you give them your full name, Gavin Griffiths. Have you ever? I mean, because it's so clunky yeah. to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, you drink coffee, and I don't, so I've mm. never fucked with the whole, you know, giving a name for coffee. Yeah, it's a bit of a trope or whatever. But like, have you ever done that? Have you ever given pl- a fake name? Yeah, have you ever played around with it? No, but I went through this weird period where I would get I people would get my name wrong all the time. I had this period of about like two months where I think I you know this, I don't know if I ever said it on the show, but I booked a table for the grand final one year oh, yeah. at the Royston. Yeah. And um then our group kind of ballooned out and so I said to my friend, Oh well, why don't you book why don't you call and book a second table next to my one so that we can fit all of us. So he calls up and he's like, oh, yeah, my friend called and booked this table. And the pub go, oh, yeah, she called earlier. Mm. Um, so that's already Here pretty funny. Mm. And then we walk in and I've booked under the name Tom. Mm. And we walk in and there's just a big sign on our table saying reserved for Pom. Yeah. P-O-M. Yeah. Not a name. Yeah. Not a word. Not anyone's name. Yeah. Like why would you – like Tom is not a, a hard name to get right. Yeah. And then I was just like, that led to just this weird... But also, I like the idea that, like, they've gone, oh, she rang up, so it's like, oh, this is a girl. The female voice doesn't really lend anything to, like, turning Tom into Pom. Well, that's become, like, my nickname with that group of friends now is Pomela. Yeah. Because it's like, or female name. Yeah. A lady called Pomela. (laughs) (laughs) So... There was that and then there was like, I just had this run of like, I would always get Dom and then there was one where I got Mike, like I'm sitting there and I just hear, (laughs) like my coffee's been ages and I'm like, hey, sorry, I think you've forgotten my order and they're like, oh, soy flat white with one. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, it's been sitting here. We've been calling your name out and I look on the cup and it says Mike. Right. I'm like, that is, I don't know how, even in the loudest environment Mm. with me mumbling. Yeah. I don't know how you get Mike from me saying Tom. I get, I get, I like this one a lot. I get a lot of this on email and text. Well, not, no, sorry, not text, on email particularly, where they'll say, hey, Carl, C A R L. And it's like, it's, it's there. It's there. Yeah, yeah. You're replying to the email that says K A R L. Mm. And you're replying to a message that says, blah, 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 thanks, Carl, with a K. Yeah. No worries, Carl, with a C. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking doing this on purpose? <laughs> Bit of a blast from the past in uh, Vietnam, actually. Every time I was calling up a hotel in, in the hotel to be like, hey, can we book an airport transfer tomorrow or whatever? Yeah. Getting a lot of, certainly, madam, from the, <laughs> from the hotel staff. Fucking hell. <laughs> can you get one of them on tape, please? When you think you're going to cop it, can yeah. you please get it on tape? Yeah, okay. I would like to hear it. Yeah. Because I want to hear the voice, because I can't... Am I like... You know You know when kids, they, they say, oh, only kids can hear this frequency. Mm. If you're over 40, you can't hear it. Oh, Is yeah. Is that me? Can I not hear your female frequency? Maybe. Well, I mean, it is that does happen to your ears. You you can't hear higher frequencies. Yeah. So maybe you just do, you hear all bass. I'm just hearing the bass of your voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That would be good to. Is yeah. That, that would happening? be good to know. Yeah. If that's what's happening. Yeah. Let us know if you're like 60 and you listen to this. Yeah. Do you just hear me as the most like baritone motherfucker? You, are you like I can't wait to <laughs> listen to Carl and Barry White on the little dumb yeah, dumb yeah, club yeah. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that Carl's voice. I mean, in the context of that pod, he yeah. sounds like a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that? <laughs> Shrill Carl <laughs> next to uh, <laughs> next to that big black co-host yeah, exactly. that's also dead. Um, 
Well, thank you. Thanks, Lu- thanks Mr. Griffiths. Thanks, uh, uh, a Llewellyn. Man, Llewellyn. Thanks for a man that... Uh, Llewellyn Griffiths. Has got more L's in his name. Has, has looked at the word llama and thought, I can whack more L's. Yeah. Than that, Pathetic. Good on you, Tommy. Uh, thank you very much to Patreon subscriber, Sarah Geisler. Sarah Geisler. G-E-I-S-L-E-R. Okay. Yeah, you'll accept that. Geisler sounds like a, you know, like a brand, like a company. American you know, brand. You would, yeah, you would drive past like a really mm. nondescript office building. Yep. You'd see that sign out the front. I can and see the logo like, already. Yeah. You'd just be like, I have absolutely no idea what they do in there. <laughs> they could make boxes. Yeah. They could make medical equipment. Yeah. It, they could be like a stationary company. You I'm, could tell me they make literally anything. I'm hoping it's it. something like that rather than food. I don't, I don't want to eat anything from Geisler's. Oh, you mean like a they make like preservatives? I think maybe they're like a yeah, chemical food mustard. company. Oh, Mu- right, something yeah, like yeah. that. I reckon. Yep. Yeah, um, but no, I'd, I'm I'm hoping they make dental equipment or something like that instead. Mm. Yep. Speaking of food, mm. uh oh, <laughs> I had a. I think I told you this. I had um, when we were like we got back from Vietnam, got back like landed about midday, got back to our house. By the time we got home, it was like two. Um, parents were there with the dog. They'd been looking after him while we were gone. Parents leave, and then just before we left, we'd done a clean out of the fridge where we'd thrown out, like, any milk or anything that was, like, going to go off while we were away. Yep. Just to, you know, do our, you know, felt very, like, on top of it. Mm. I'm standing around, I'm like, ah, it's a bit of a weird smell. Maybe, Mm. ah, there must have been, like, a, maybe there was a thing of cream that we didn't catch or whatever. Yep. Open the fridge up. Power's gone out while we've been away. Everything in the fridge off. Fridge full of mold. Right. Absolutely full of mold. Had to like throw everything out, clean all the shelves, like do this whole thing. Um, do you lose anything good? Any any? You lose well, any this good is what men? I'm saying. Now our fridge is like it's so depressing. It's just barren. Yeah. So it's like all those things that you just go, oh, we're gonna have a steak, and yeah, we've got some sauces in the fridge we can yeah. have with that. It's like you're just having to rebuild all your essentials from scratch. Yeah. All your stuff that's just like a given that you've just got on hand that you've built up a nice little assortment of stuff. Now it's like every meal is like, oh, okay, I've got to get butter and I've yeah. got to get like just literally everything from scratch. It's yeah. really fucking annoying. But it also is, it's kind of a fun game to just like incrementally, you know, you're cooking some meal and you're like, oh, that means I'm going to have to get this. Yeah. Finally, we'll have that back in the fridge right. again. Slowly rebuilding it. Yeah. What are you doing? Someone is ringing me nonstop <laughs> and I'm just trying to text them to say, what do you want? <laughs> Sorry. Um, you can tell that drives people wild when you send a text and then they ring and you don't pick it up. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm sorry. I'm text only at the moment. Yeah. I'm potting. Yeah, exactly. I, I, when I run a gig or whatever, it's like and they're ringing and it's like, it's really infuriating because um, I am um, like, I've got my phone hooked up to the music. Yep. So I'll be at like basement comedy club and... I'll have fucking, you know, Weezer's Buddy Holly on or whatever mm-hmm. it is and it just stops like five times in the song. I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah. 0412 fucking blah, blah, blah. Keeps fucking ringing me. Stop yeah, ringing yeah. me. You need to go on airplane mode, bitch. Uh, well, I can't because I need the Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm playing it off Apple Music. Oh, well, you can you can save, you can download stuff. Yeah. For offline play. Yeah. I was just doing a bit of that. Yep. Oh, God. The worst. Now I'm glad I didn't pick up the call. Why? 
So I just, two missed calls. Sorry we couldn't take your call. Were you inquiring about comedy? Their answer, just looking to perform at your comedy club. Do you have any spots available? Fantastic. Well, this is an easy answer. No. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I've been having a weird run. Let's go on to the next name. We've okay. done enough on this person. All right. I'm getting the dots. The dots are dancing. Oh, really? Someone's replying very quickly to the answer no. That's a kind of an invention, I've got to say. Yeah. They're like, this person, <laughs> is, this person is typing a message. You know what I mean? I've got a text or I don't. All right. Um, I don't like it. I've answered no. They said none at all. Mm. What's, what's my answer to that? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. We could be on Thank God You're Here. It's so easy. It's so fucking easy to just pretend. It's so easy to just pretend to be doing something. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, do you know who Walton Goggins is? No. The actor? No. He was in The Shield. He's in The Righteous Gemstones. He's great. He... Oh, he was in um, the um, the Tarantino, the cowboy one. Oh, anyway. there's been an update. The Dancing Dots have said, <laughs> I've got one sad face, then a sad face with a tear coming from the... Is this someone pranking me? What the it fuck seems, is going it on? Seems like, it seems like that's but the But I case. don't know the number. Yeah. Who would do this to me? Now they're doing a double tear sad face. Wow. What the fuck they is really wrong with this person? Like, wow, okay, I guess you'd better put them on. Yeah, I if guess so. If they're crying. Yeah. That's no nothing good. better than you don't get, want that. getting a crying person on stage. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, Walton Goggins is on Mark Maron's podcast and Maron's kind of asking him about his acting process and he's like, you know, you're such a great actor. How do you do it? Yeah. And he's like, it's really easy. You just give yourself over to an imaginary set of circumstances. Yeah. And it's like, I just love anyone who's like that good at it just being like... Yeah, man, it's really easy. I literally just do this. I literally just get up and I pretend I'm another person. Yes. You know, not like, oh, I'm having to walk around for like a month pretending to be the cunt and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, living in a hut because the character lives in a hut. He's like, you just give yourself over to an imaginary set of circumstances. Well, that's it. That's a great quote. I think it's like Alec Guinness or something like that. There was, he's acting with someone. Yeah, I think it was like, was it the movie Marathon Man? I think um, whoever the, I'm, or I'm not going to say Alec Guinness because someone's going to fucking The Corrections me. Corner Pod. Yeah. The listeners will be up in arms. It is Lawrence Olivier. Oh, yeah. And he's with Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman like goes method actor, which is like crazy because like he just plays a fucking normal dude. Yeah. <laughs> and and he's gone like crazy method and Lawrence Olivier is like, why don't, it's a movie. Why don't you just pretend that you're, that you're this other person? Yeah, yeah. There's another great one. I don't know if you saw all the stuff about the main or the like the the um, one of the sons in Succession. There was this big article about him, and he's like crazy method actor guy, like like obsessed with Daniel Day Lewis. So just went, well, this is what I will do. I'll right. get super into it. And then the dad in the show, Brian Cox, the mm. legendary Brian Cox. Um, that article comes out about Jeremy Strong where he's like deep method and he's like talking to Brian Cox about like, yeah, this is how I do it. Like, you know, I just really embody the character and everything. And Brian Cox just goes, have you tried acting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just awesome. This legend just fucking hitting you down with that. What's this guy got to Who say Who is now? this fucking guy? I So he's given me three sad faces. He's 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 gone. One of my favorite things when I say, you know, do you have any spots available? Definitive answer, no. Mm. The next question. Not even no, but. None none at all? Yeah. No. The other version of no. Yeah. When no, but yes. Yeah. Uh, None at all. Three sad faces. My response, hope you feel better soon. Their response, 
Uh, come on, please, any spot, anytime, anywhere. I've got this bit on sardines. It's dynamite. Okay. Then, and then we'll dynamite on, in yeah. the sense that it's highly untested and unlikely it works. Who is this fucking person? All right. Let's oh. move on. Let's go on to the next name. All right. You, do I answer? Because now this person, I don't know who this fucking person is, but they're trying to fucking prank me. Mm. Do, I do an update after this next person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much to, to Patreon subscriber. Steen Baker Holland. Now there is a is a hyphen. That's a hyphen. Yeah, yeah, nice. That's a hyphen. Well, I this this what you're going through is reminding me. I it's kind of a long story, but I had a big snafu with the cloud, and I've lost most of my contacts in my phone. Oh, all gone. Infuriating. But what I'm doing is I'm kind of playing this game where, like, weirdly, I've been getting these messages from people that so they're not in my phone. And I just, I don't know, like having to write back, oh, sorry, I don't know who this is, is like, you know, people get so weird about it, even though it's like, I haven't deleted your number on purpose because I hate you. Yeah. I've just lost it. So I'm trying to do a thing where I just don't cop to not knowing who it is. Yeah. And I just kind of go back and forth and I see if I can work out who, like I just set myself the challenge of just responding to this person and trying to get their identity. Right. By just going back and forth with them. Yeah. And it's a fun game. Well, this... And I weirdly, I got two messages yesterday that were just pictures of things, like random pictures of things, and then me being like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And then going back and forth, and one of them was like, after about 15 minutes, I was like, oh, this is Sammy J. <laughs> oh. So I'm just setting myself the little goal of like, I'm not allowed to say, right. who is this? Yeah. I'm just having to like suffer through it. And well, it's a fun challenge. Well, I wonder if you could get to this pers- this point with uh, Sardines Man. Yeah, well, this person, it's got to be someone I know, but I don't know the number. The, the, the last message was, I'll stop pestering you now, but if anything ever pops up, please call. My stage name is Kylo Zen, brackets, it's a Star Wars thing, but I don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> 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 this can't be real. This if this be- is a listener, they are... Absolutely loving that they're yeah. getting their extra. Imagine if it just by sheer coincidence happened to be one of the Patreon subscribers of this week. Man, this, if this is Mr. Hyphen. My 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 answer is okay. Who is this? Fess up. I need to know who to ban. Yep. And uh, no answer yet. I don't think you're going to get a straight answer. God damn it! You know what? Oh fuck! Why don't you type their number fuck. into Google? No, I just realised they rang twice and they've left a um, voice, voice message. message. Do I ring it? Do I do ring the, voice the number message? back or play the voice message? Play the voice message. Yeah, play the voice message. All right. Okay. Here we go. This is exciting. Remember the last time we did this on the pod at a live app? No. And it was a guy saying that they couldn't make it to the show because they were at a funeral. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I hope this is as funny as that. Oh no! <laughs> and then we played it like five times, <laughs> and made one of the guests very uncomfortable. Yeah. Message eleven fifty one a.m. Hello, and I was interested in um, seeing if there was any spots for an open mic night. If there is, just give me a call back on this number. Cheers. Well, this is genuine. That's genuine. That's great. This is a real person. I've got some bits about sardines. Oh, my God. <laughs> this person. You've got to put this guy on. This is very funny that I'm like, <laughs> this is such a great spot on parody. It's like, no, it's a real person. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great spot-on parody of a terrible open micer, and it's just the real deal. Yeah, get him on. No way. Get him on. Ask Fuck for that. A, ask, ask. You for, go run a gig ask, and put <laughs> shit people on. <laughs> ask for. You a, had your chance. Ask for a voice memo of the sardine bit. 
<laughs> Dude, All this right. is how I audition. All right. Okay. Okay. Hang on. Um, get, what, what do I ask? Give me, give me a synopsis of the uh, uh, of the sardines bit. Yep. God damn. This is such a great podcast. Just auditioning over text. <laughs> <laughs> you should start doing it that way. No more, no more coming down. No more references. No more sign-ups. Yep. Just text me. Text me the gist of your best bit, and I'll, I'll it like because it's like oh, it's not going to translate over text, but it's yeah. like well, that's the ultimate test. I love if it. If I can find it even vaguely funny over text, I, yeah. then I, you know, then I can trust that it'll be good performed. I'm, I'm a writer. I get it. I'm a writer. Yeah. I want to see. I don't want to see you up there fucking doing jazz hands. Yeah, I want to yeah, see yeah. the the meat of the bit. Yep. If it if it works on text, then you can be on stage. Yeah. It's um. Because some people do send me like YouTube clips. Oh, here's a clip of me, and I'm like, I'm not fucking watching that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got better shit to do than watch open mic for five minutes. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Yep. And where's there? <laughs> oh four three eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, there's some dancing dots. I can't wait. To All hear right, this wow. Fresh take on. I love that when the sardines. dots are dancing for like ten minutes. Yeah. It's just like wow. There's some well, there's some editing going on here. Yeah. There's some spell checking well you know it's 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 probably not a one-liner it's probably you know a full routine he's putting in yeah yeah so. a whole like a story yeah a little a whole festival show about yeah. sardines yeah it's is it is it i mean this is sort of like this is so mean is it, <laughs> <laughs> this poor guy like oh wow, yes i'm so close to booking this gig i can feel it no no you know what in my opinion all bets are off once you ring my private number Mm. I am not to be disturbed on phone, so yeah. you can send an email or a Facebook message or something like that, but don't fucking ring me up. Private's a stretch, I think. Well, yeah. <laughs> With how many places that number is out in public, I think it's a stretch to right. call it a private number. Well, including this place. To be fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, well. All right, well, thanks. Uh, Did we do much with Steen Baker Holland? Not really. Steen Baker Holland. Well, but they, uh, you know, they got to have their name be a part of oh, yeah. this great bit. Yeah, this could be this could be them ringing right now. It could mm. be the most amazing coincidence in the world. Yeah, exactly. That's um, uh, it's where I always go to get my bread, uh, my Dutch bread. Mm. Um, well, when we Steen Baker nice. Holland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. My uh, my clog loaf. Yeah. When we um when we read out the sunny uh, crust clogs, yeah. <laughs> when we read out the uh, sardine bit, mm. we have to dedicate it to Baker Holland. Yeah, oh, to right, Mr. Baker right. Holland. Yeah, well, we look. We've you said speaking of being hungry, which means I think you, it's lunchtime. It's d- dead on twelve midday. Mm. It's high noon, mm. so that means I'm assuming you're hungry and you want to get out of here and eat. Um, I want to get out of here, but I'm not hungry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a coincidence. It's got stuff to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, man, we got to go one day mm. to. There's a Japanese cafe just near my house. Oh yeah, yeah. I've told you. Yeah, about. you've told me. Yeah, yeah. old style. Well, doesn't it say it's like old style Japanese? No, it's new style. New, Japanese. Oh, new style. Okay, right. Because right. I was walk past and looking at it and go, "Is this? Why is this new style Japanese? There's a cheese pie. Is that mm. Japanese? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Did I? Did I tell you that and I? No one ever goes in there either. Yeah. Except yesterday I saw someone go in and there were two people, it was like a couple, and they were like 80. Mm. Like, okay, well, good luck in there eating some new, new Japanese. style Japanese. Yeah. Did I tell you I met a Swedish guy in Vietnam on the cruise we were on? And I d- just for ages I was like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. And then it was like 
two-for-one cocktails. I'm just slamming them. And the next thing you know, I'm like, how about that Ikea? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, you have that in Australia? And I was like talking about how I'd, like, I'd had the meatballs there for the first time in a while yeah, yeah. and how I got you back onto it and yeah, you yeah. were going in there just for meals. And yeah. he was like, wow, that's actually awesome to hear. He's yeah. like, I actually love this. Oh, really? <laughs> He's like, I'm feeling a real sense of pride right now. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, wait, they just have the Swedish meatballs? In Melbourne, in yeah, Ikea, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, dude, they keep it consistent. And he's yeah. like, that's actually awesome to know. Yeah. I'm going to go home and tell people oh, that. great, great. <laughs> great. So, I'm being – the story of me going in and eating meatballs just without even buying any furniture mm. is being told around the dinner table right now. Uh, absolutely. Great. In the same way, I think I said on this app that I met someone from uh, – Malta. Oh, no, yeah. last week. Yes. And I was telling them about Sean McAuliffe. So yes. I'd like to imagine she's back home right now gathering the family around and watching a bit of Milo Kerrigan. Yes. Being like, this is our lineage in Australia. Yeah. That's what they're learning about Australia <laughs> at the moment, what you've told them. <laughs> Great. Well, the da- the, uh, the dots have stopped dancing. Fuck. Hmm. This might have to be a two-parter. Damn. We might have to come we'll back have to find and out next check week. in on this next week. Yeah. Yeah. God. I do... Yeah, anyway, whatever. Someone ringing back to back. Someone re- leaving a message and ringing back to back. And this guy's real stage name being that. That's. I honestly was looking at it going, I think, I just realized, I don't think I have Cameron James's number on my phone. Yeah. I don't think I've ever talked to him. That's like, the thing, This isn't is Cameron it? James. Yeah, you always do. Well, that, I mean, that's. I can't do that anymore because I have like no numbers now. Right. But for but previous, yeah, it's like, it is a pretty easy guessing game to kind of work backwards and go... Okay, that person's number who I don't have. Right. All right. Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. Right. All right. Well, let's let's leave that. Let's completely abandon that, and we'll maybe talk about it. To uh, be in continued. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's maybe we can one. open next week's. We can open like the main bit of the app with it. Yep. Okay. Anyway, the sardine bit. Let's move on. <laughs> let's do a final one. Thank you very much to Patreon subscriber. Oh wow. What? Thank you to Kylo Zen Comedy. Oh wow! Oh shit! So it's, they are. That, it is subscribed. Oh, they are subscribed. That's so. This is a listener. Oh, this, this is, is a setup. A, this is a listener. That's, yeah. That's, okay. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. Wow. This is a great coincidence that he's rung, and we're just about to read out his name anyway. Wow. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's not on the tier where he can get a gig with me. He can only no. Um, what have tier his is name, that? Uh, uh, sixty-nine thousand dollars. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's worth it though. Worth it, I bet there's at least one person listening who's like, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll see that bet. Well, I think this guy's about to upgrade his subscription, I reckon, by the sound of him. <laughs> All right. Well, tune in next week. Hopefully, we'll have the sardine bit yep. ready to go. Yep. Maybe you can take. Maybe you can do for us, you can get the sardine bit yep. that he sends you, yes. and then you can read that out, and then you can do some punch-up on it, oh. and you can like give us the, the Chandler-fied yes. sardine bit. Yeah, I'll do the, I'll do the rewrite. I'll tell you what, he's taking, if he's, if he's thinking about sending it over, he's taking seven he's, minutes. He's second guessing it. He's taking seven minutes he's to like, write oh, it. He's like, I shouldn't have led he's, with the sardine bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's trying to find out if he's got a better bit than that. Yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, damn. Damn it. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks, uh, 
Thanks, Kylo Zen. Kylo Zen. And uh, thanks, everyone, who supports the show on Patreon. LittleDumDumClub.com. Sign up over there. Did you, do you remember before we started recording this show, I was complaining about someone doxing me <laughs> just before we started recording this? And <laughs> yep. now it's led into this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was this, we haven't given away, we've given his stage name. Yes. I guess you could hear his name in that voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, well. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.